This is The Shift Podcast. The Shift Daily Podcast. We're joined by Cammie Kepke. She talks about sports. We actually talk about football and we talk about hockey. We also got into some conversation about what we can expect coming up this weekend as we prepare for the big football game that we like to call the Superb Owl. Who's going to win? To be determined. Are you okay? Goes pirate style with a recording, an album in your mom's belly and turning it into music and selling it. I duel with Ryan, cheeky bleep off the superb owl. Halftime edition. Plus, in case you missed it, get the Shift Daily Podcast. It's free for you. Cami Kepke, Global Calgary, joins us in conversation to explain what the hell's happening to the Flames and the Canucks. That's a beautiful way to put it. Uh, zoo, <laughs> I think is the term. This is an absolute zoo. Like As of Thursday night, the Vancouver Canucks have allowed 55 goals in 14 games. They have allowed more goals than the Ottawa Senators. I don't even know if there's... How do you even begin to dismantle that? Yeah. The dominoes are going to have to start falling. Their changes need to be made. Like, I think a lot of people thought the Canucks would take a big step back in losing some of those big pieces in the offseason, especially in Chris Tanev and Jacob Markstrom. But holy moly trash fire. It is. It's a bit of a dumpster fire. And losing to Foley, having to Foley absolutely milk them night in, night out is just insult to injury. Mm-hmm. Pissing in well, the he's, fi- he's found a whole new home now. He's killing it. Like, holy... Okay, so take Markstrom, take Tanev, put them in Calgary. They're playing well. Everybody else on the Flames who was there beforehand seems rather invisible. And Johnny Goudreau, I've never been a huge fan of, but I got to say the last few games, he's the only one that's angry. He's been silencing haters all season. And the usual knock on Johnny is that he's not physical. He doesn't follow through on checks or play a tougher game. I think he's really improved that area. Yeah, he's not throwing body checks, but he's going into the corners this season, which is not something we've seen from him before. They got to get more out of their depth, guys. And uh, tonight, Joakim Nordstrom really coughed up the puck and allowed a 2-on-0. And he was lucky Jacob Markstrom bailed it out. It was a stunning save, but... The Flames are getting into, again, hot mess territory, especially with the situation. That's just going to get uglier the longer this It is hot mess territory. It is. But yeah, the Flames are definitely in a hot mess territory, especially with the Sam Bennett situation, because that's just going to get uglier and uglier the longer this draws out. Because when you're dealing with a player of that magnitude, look at anyone at that level who gets scratched at any team. Mm-hmm. That's not just a hockey decision. That's not just a game day decision. That's sending a message. Well, and maybe hope that there's negotiation going on. That's why he was scratched. I guess you could cross your fingers and sort of hope, but that's about it. Okay, well, we could complain about our favorite hockey teams for days here because this has been dreadful. So let's talk about the big game coming up this weekend. Um, So who's in it again? We've got the Stamps and the Argos or something. I don't know. How does this work? (laughs) We've got the weekend playing. Sounds accurate. Yeah. it's an exciting weekend this weekend, except for the fact that your team got knocked out two weeks ago. Um, how, how's the recovery going? How's the healing? Uh, you know what? I'm ready to get hurt again, I think. So bring on next season. <laughs> Already recovered. Okay, what can we look forward to this weekend? Does Tom Brady pull it off? I don't think he does. 
I mean, you can look at it from either side as this whole storybook ending this season, but I just don't think it's going to finish that way. But it's hard because I think this is going to go down as one of the greatest quarterback matchups ever. But Tom Brady hasn't necessarily been playing great through playoffs, nor do I think he's been the decision maker in quite a few of the Super Bowls he's been to. I think he's really had the benefit of other teams dropping the ball metaphorically and just straight up dropping the ball, but also some really questionable coaching decisions on the other side. I think he's really reaped the benefit of that. That might have padded the stats a little, and Patrick Mahomes is just an electric factory. Okay. How do you not bet on that guy? Yeah, well, the only thing that I would say, I mean, you know more about this than I do. So Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, good team and all. Tampa Bay, but Kansas City has some legacy to it. Like Tampa Bay was invisible until – Brady showed up. Now there are there they have some depth there. You're right. They've certainly been saved more than once by not the quarterback. But for the amount of times that Brady's gotten himself into a Super Bowl, been behind after three quarters, managed to pull it out. If I'm going to place down money, statistically speaking, I would say that that's probably where you start. That's fair to say, and I think that the big thing for the Bucks is really going to be trying to force that pass rush and kind of capitalize on the really bruised O-line that the Chiefs are going into this with. Their defense might be pretty depleted in this thing, honestly, but how do you not believe in Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill, the reigning MVP? I just look at this Chiefs roster. I'm like, I don't know how you bet against that because honestly, I don't think I've ever seen Patrick Mahomes have a bad game. So as a sports fan, do you how many TVs are set up? Like do you have four or five? Like how does this work in your house where you sit back and watch? Because I mean you are particularly fanatical about this. Fanatical, but I'm also a millennial who works in journalism. You think I can afford more than one TV? <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly surprised you don't just watch it on your cell phone. That would be really the I'm a big way switcher. Like I'll have the multiple scores up on multiple phones. You'll have the laptop going, checking in on you know, whatever replays are on Twitter and then just bouncing between the games that you can on the TV. That's the nice thing about work because there are endless TVs there. Yeah, yeah. Before the pandemic, it's like, oh, I'm just going to pop into the office on a Sunday. <laughs> we have one wall where there's nine TVs and it's like hockey, hockey, hockey. Yeah, fair. But there's way less Basketball. bar service at work, um, depending on which station you work at. <laughs> for what comes up this weekend. How does this happen um, as a football fan? I mean, you've been a part of many Sunday football parties. Um, how does this happen this weekend? Do you think people are going to, you know, be as engaged in the Super Bowl at home, not with their friends? Or, you know, how does this work? I think people will be really engaged. But even in my friend group, I haven't heard a lot of people say anything about we need to have this party or it's a bummer that we can't get together this year. I think we're reaching a point in the pandemic when people are just exhausted. And this is just another great reason to continue to wear sweatpants and eat nachos. Oh, sweatpants are wonderful, aren't they? Oh, the best. It's heaven. Do you ever go to go to the store now? Because this has happened to me for real, where you walk in the store and then you stop for a second. And then you touch your legs and you're like, okay, good. I put pants on. Does that happen to you? No, that's just me. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm worried. Because I'm worried. I'm worried for you. <laughs> I haven't gotten to that point, but there was one part of the pandemic where I was, uh, my roommate was out of town and it had been like a while, hadn't talked to anybody. And I was making breakfast and I said out loud, 
we don't want pineapple in the smoothie today. We want raspberries. Oh. I felt very Jack Nicholson. Well, there's two things there. Um, number one, there's the out loud talking yourself part. Uh, there's the number two is the we, because the we is concerning. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Who who is this we that we're talking about, Cammy? Do you want to share? Or? Anymore. No, <laughs> I'm so concerned. <laughs> well, enjoy the sportsing this weekend when it comes to hockey. Uh, Battle of Alberta on Saturday, so that's cool. And then um, and Blasty's back. Pardon me. And Blasty's back. Oh, is it Blasty on Saturday? That came up this week was like, well, when do we get to be back in black here? What's happening for the Flames? Which is, in my opinion, I think the Blasty jersey is the most creative of all the new ones. I I was literally just going through the reverse retros. I'm like, how does everyone not have this in their top five? I saw one list had Edmonton's ranked second. Really? Incorrect. Yeah. Well, Toronto, Toronto's are amazing, except for the gray. Like, if it wasn't gray... Oh, disagree. I think Toronto's looks like, you know, when you go to a hardware store and they have the $15 knockoff jerseys in the back that aren't even the real logo. I think that's what Toronto's reverse retro looks like. See, I thought they looked pretty good. Maybe if they looked with the blue and the white, but then they would look more just like normal jerseys. The Jets jerseys are pretty good. I like those. I think Vancouver missed a big opportunity to go to a way different kind of retro. Oh, I think Vancouver should have. Maybe they didn't go with the red, black, and yellow color scheme because... Calgary was doing it. Mm. I think the Wild should switch to that jersey permanently. That would be all right. And, and I like I the Oilers them. throwback. I, I do love the Oilers throwback. I just think in the I think if you're going to go Oilers. Maybe they didn't have the orange pants. Maybe they didn't have the orange pants. Well, I just think that if you're going to go throwback, that's where you go for throwback for the Oilers. I just think in the grand scope of all of the teams for where they're throwing back to, um, you, I mean, it's just not as nice as the rest of them. But, I mean, then you've got. You know, Montreal has never changed their jersey, I swear to God, since the beginning of time, so they don't even have a throwback. That's not the beauty of it, too. But then there's some cool ones where you, I don't know, you kind of forget about them. Like, I'm so used to seeing L.A. in the black, the white, and the gray that that, that purple mm. and that yellow is so sharp. It is. Well, and Hartford Whalers. Let's just not, let's all not forget about the Hartford Whalers and how amazing that jersey was. Oh, but does Carolina really deserve to rep them like that? <laughs> we just got to bring them back. Up for discussion. Uh, Cammy Kepke, Kepke, Global News in Calgary. Look forward to the weekend this weekend. You're saying that it's Kansas City, huh? I'll go 29-27 Kansas City. There it is. And uh, my bet's last, on... Okay, quarterback with the last possession wins the game and wins MVP. Very good. I'm going with the weekend at halftime. That's my bet. <laughs> Any guest appearances? No, not in not in the pandemic. I don't think so. I think it's all the weekend, all day. I think he was so pissed about the Grammys that he's going to do it all himself. And he's paying out of pocket for it too. I can't even imagine. Like, all of it. Just his new music video is so pissed off of the Grammys and everything that's coming up. That guy's going to come out of this a beast you watch. He put on some pretty crazy uh, facial prosthetics for his last music video. Maybe he'll rep those. We will find out soon enough. Cami Kepke, Global Calgary, 6.30 Eastern Time. The superb owl football game that we all look forward to coming up this uh, this weekend. Now, the cool part uh, about all of that is, if you don't know about Cami, she was a running back in the WWCFL. She's a... Uh, a, a, a lanky five foot one, and um, 
And not only did she uh, play football, but she was also plays bass guitar, and she asked a favor of Matt MacArthur. And we should do that. I would say, would, do you want to do that now, Matt, or do you, want, do you need 30 more seconds? Are you good? Uh, we can do that right now and as soon as possible, because uh, this favor is the easiest favor I ever had to grant. All right. This is a special request for Cammy Kepke. On The Chef's, I'm Shane Hewitt. This is The Shift Podcast. There's a piece of Are You Okay? that we have never introduced Ryan to, and it was requested uh, to be done. And Ryan, you have not been through this before. But every now and then, we come together on the shift, and we do Are You Okay a little differently. Matt, do you want to maybe introduce how this starts? Um, Like with the moon dial or something like that no not with the moon dial but if we're gonna do this as spongebob flair like the requester asked how how would you start it well oh yeah you would uh you would instead of going are you okay with or however shane usually says it i'm not good at shane impressions around here um but uh it's it would be more like are you okay with are you okay like pirates from time to time are you okay with? <laughs> and it seemed like, since it's Mail-In Friday, it would be a good day to do Are You Okay? So before we get started, <laughs> we still have to respect the moon dial. Manny, how are we ready to go? Can we Can we do it? Yeah, yeah. Yes, let's see here. Mail it in, moon dial. All right. That's <laughs> <laughs> got the guitar all tuned up, ready for the uh, rockabuary Riftacular uh, coming up here next hour. Okay, well then it's time to get started with a pirate. Are you okay? Are you okay there, matey? Yer. Are you okay with mailing letters? Well, oh. when I'm out at sea, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm okay with mailing letters. Um, Are you? Are you? Are I'm I'm very are, are are you okay with mailing letters, especially at sea, down in like the depths good, of the sea? A nice little letter's nice, you know. You send it out to your favorite person, you know. You, you might address it and say, "Hey Ryan, I just was thinking of you. I thought I would write you a letter and ask, how are you?" <laughs> well, I'd be doing fine if I could use me pirate voice more and more often on the show. I haven't sent a letter in many, many years with me bones all old now. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with letters. I love getting letters from my grandma. She sends the best ones, except I'm getting worse at reading cursive. So oh, well. I got to practice that. Yeah. Oh, more. cursive's so magical, man. So important. But there's me. I like to write. So, all right. Rudy Giuliani is back at Rudy. Uh, Donald Trump's personal lawyer. I thought he quit. Like, I thought they broke up or something, but apparently not. No. Donald Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, on Wednesday responded to a scathing letter from the Lincoln Project's lawyers in, perhaps, the most amusing way imaginable, with a letter saying he will not respond to their letter. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) Kind of genius level stuff right there. Um, During an appearance on pardoned former Trump chief strategist Steve Bannon's War Room podcast... Giuliani explained that he would respond to the Lincoln Project by saying he will not respond. Well, here's here's the point. What I'm what I'm doing. 
I'm writing him a letter back telling him that I will not respond to their letter because uh, they make this one rather sketchy defamatory allegation of tort that I committed. I counted four that they did in their letter. So I wrote back to him, you know, son, I represented Dow Jones, Barron's, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Daily News. I did this for a living. And you made a classic mistake. I bet you Dow Jones and all of these businesses are really glad they got mentioned in the letter, which is not a letter, uh, responding to the letter by not responding to the letter. Yeah. <laughs> what a treasure. What a, a treasure. treasure. What happened, man? <laughs> like when 9-11 happened, he was the mayor of all mayors. You know, he, he was he was dynamic to watch. And it was, you know, he was it looked like a leader and maybe he wasn't, maybe got lucky. I don't know. But it just would be, um, I don't know what happened to that guy. He'd become a clown. It's yeah. It's a clown show. Did you know there's a really cringy James Woods-like TV movie about Rudy Giuliani where James Woods plays oh Rudy Giuliani? It's horrible, but it's it's like there's this really cringy scene where they're on a beach and like Giuliani says something about that's the difference between Republicans and Democrats. Republicans are trying to help people. And then he goes in and kisses this girl and it's so weird. It's, creepy, man. <laughs> it's so creepy, but it's real. <laughs> All right. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay with album? Nope. That's backwards. Matt, we're going to have to start over. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, our take two here. What's wrong Arr. with the steering wheel? Arr, it's driving Arr. me nuts. <laughs> Are you okay with debut albums? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm... Uh, yeah, what, what are some of the great ones, man? Van Halen, Van Halen, obviously. Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Um, the Smiths, the Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga. No. B- B-52s, B-52s. Mm-hmm. Love debut albums because it's, yeah. it's either up or down from there. <laughs> or a wild roller coaster. Yes. It's Love a very it. good point. Okay. An American toddler is set up to drop her debut album, the world's first LP made from sounds inside the womb. <laughs> How's that for child labor? I'll have, to, I'll have to put the headphones on for that one. Nice. Her parents are Elizabeth Hart, a member of psych rock band Psychic Ills, and musician Yvon diaz Mathe, who works with uh, Lee Scratch Perry, and others in a five hour long joint meditation sessions. They recorded Yupanki in utero. Uh, the baby's born? Oh, this is a toddler now. Yupanki, I hope I'm saying that right. It is Y U P A N Q U I in utero vial electrodes on heart's abdomen and using biosonic MIDI technology transcribed the vibrations they picked up into synthesizers. Whoa. The recordings were then edited down with Hart and Diaz Mate trying to intervene as little as possible, except for enough, good enough to make some money off it, make it good, <laughs> allowing Luca's message to exist in its raw form, according to their statement. And this is what the Baby in Utero debut album sounds like. 
see. Now, I'm not a drugs guy, but that's what I imagine it's like to be on drugs. Yeah. Um, bad trip, man. That's a bad trip. It sounds like a like a John Carpenter soundtrack or like yeah, oh, that's a it really does. Just add in a little bit of piano and it, it that's it. It sounds like a subway tunnel. It's cool. <laughs> like I would actually listen to I don't know if I would listen to an entire album of that, but at least like a song or two before I tap out. Really? Wow, you're kind, man. You're way more kinder than me. The album Sounds of the Unborn will be released on April 2nd because for some reason they're going to sit on it for two months just to raise the excitement. Interesting. <laughs> Although if they were smart, they would have said the album's going to be released in nine months, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A marketing opportunity, uh-huh. you guys. Yeah. But then they're going to deliver it late, right? That's just that's oh. crazy. What if they could have a secret B side on it that's like called "Get Me Ice Chips" or "You Did This to Me"? <laughs> you bleep and bleep, you did this to me. How dare you? Right. You know what I predict uh, for the you know, uh, Panqui, or uh, hopefully that's that's how we're saying her name. Um, mm-hmm. I hope that her favorite album later on in life is uh, "In Utero" by Nirvana. Oh, well, well I mean, done, sir. Would be a little poetic, wouldn't it? Let's hope well uh, they done. can push out another album in the future. <laughs> well, can you imagine that meeting? They're sitting there like, okay, here's what we're going to call it. It'll be amazing. We're going to call it In Utero. Ah, uh, hate to break it to you, fellas. Been done. Been done. That's so yeah, cool, man. Anybody want to dance? If that's what it's... I do. I kind of feel like a floppy fish. It's kind of feels yeah, like that. It's 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 weird, man. If that what it's if that's what it sounds like to be in in your mom's stomach, it must be a, just a scary time, and we've just all forgotten about it. Or that's the reason why we're going to counseling all the time. Perhaps could be makes you think. It does make you think. It makes you wonder that someone can make money off that, and the rest of us have other business ideas and can't. Can't even successfully sell stuff on Kijiji, but someone could make money off that. Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> are, are you okay there? Are you okay, Shane? How is your voice? We're, we're going to have to take turns. That's hard on the old voice. <coughs> someone actually asked us to do a whole show like that once. Can oh you imagine? <laughs> oh. No. Be fun, though. For about are... 20 minutes. You okay with organic food? <laughs> oh, we never got organic food on the boat. We always got scurvy. Not enough oranges. Scurvy. <laughs> Nothing but rum from you old bones. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're saying that rum ain't food, I'm gonna make you walk the plank. <laughs> A man who stormed the U.S. Capitol while supporting uh, while supporting sporting face paint, no shirt, and a furry hat with horns. It's a good party. Moved to a jail in Virginia on Thursday after a federal judge ordered authorities to provide him with organic food while he's in custody. His mom said he wasn't eating because his food wasn't organic. The so-called capital shaman, whose real name is Jacob Chansley, was transferred to the Alexandria Detention Center after his attorney argued that the client had gone nine days without eating because organic food wasn't served at the jail in Washington. Oh, pumpkin. Uh, organic, please. Pumpkin. 
not one of those pesticide pumpkins. Uh, judge ordered corrections officials to provide the special diet on the basis of religion. Here is Chansley speaking to Channel 4 News before the riot. You think it led you to be a shaman? It was my calling since I was a child, but in all honesty, I always wanted to know what the Native Americans understood. I knew that they had something. That, that they didn't wear feathers, like headdresses, and they didn't dress like this, you know what I'm saying? And, and drink uh, plant medicines and, uh, you know, know all the stars and the cycles of the, the earth and stuff. They didn't know all that for no reason. There, were, there, was, there was a reason for all that. I knew there was a reason for their ancient traditions, and I wanted to understand it in a deep and profound way. What kind of world do you want to live in? Oh, I want to live in a world where we have a symbiotic relationship with the environment and each other. Yeah. Do you think we could ever get that in America? Oh, dude, America's where it's going to start first. Yeah? So yeah. Think, yeah. And do you think Donald Trump's the guy to do that? I think Donald Trump is one of the people that is uh, in a long line of people that is going to ensure that this happens. And he's the first of many, I will say. So what happens in, like, a Bi- what does the Biden world look like? A Biden world looks like communist China. So there you go. Huh. Huh. <laughs> Well, based on the fact that he didn't didn't give any details of what this utopia he was speaking of was going to look like, I'm guessing that he was distracted on page one of his study into the indigenous people. Or maybe he got hungry and went looking for some organic food. Forgot to go back to the book. No kidding. (laughs) Trucker Dan, oh my God, he sounds like Jim Carrey going on a tirade. (laughs) <laughs> he kind of sounded like like a pirate who had been doing the pirate voice way too long, and he just needed needs a lozenge. Yeah. Ah, Donald Trump. <laughs> He'll save us all by respecting the traditions of the native people. That's what he said. Yar, yar, matey. <laughs> Anybody takers want to step in? <laughs> Well, I meant yeah. to. I meant to get a glass of water uh, during here. that clip, but it was just too. Uh... Here, I'll, I'll, yeah, I can do this one if you want to uh, run you, and get please. water here. All right, okay. Are ye okay with <laughs> analytics on the computer? <laughs> you had to double check what analytics put the emphasis on the right syllable before <laughs> you said it wrong. Because <laughs> if you read analytics wrong. Oh, it's uh, embarrassing for everyone. You got to avoid these kinds of situations, even on a galleon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. According to Hershey's CEO, the company tracked COVID trends after seeing s'mores demand rise as cases grew. Hershey is seeing strong demand for its chocolates and seasonal candies as people are cooped up inside their homes, searching for every small occasion to celebrate. Hershey's uh, CEO, Michelle Buck, explained what they were tracking in an interview Thursday on CNBC. This past year, we noticed that wherever COVID case counts were elevated, we were seeing increased sales of s'mores ingredients. And then we were able to use the case count trajectory as a foreshadow of where we should focus some of those efforts and build displays and put media in those markets. So I think it's important during this time to be, you know, have your finger on the pulse of those trends because they are shifting rapidly as we saw this year with how fast e-commerce grew or the example I just shared. It's pretty smart when you think about it, just from the perspective of that, once they start watching cases go up, they make sure there's chocolate inventory in that neighborhood. 
<laughs> I mean, hand sanitizer would be another good thing to put in the neighborhood, too. Or do you like a promotion where you're like, hey, we got bonus chocolate s'mores and free hand sanitizer for you. So, you know, we can not capitalize like completely unethically on it. But I'm all for capitalism. I mean, if, hey, if they're going to track that stuff, you're going to sell s'mores. Why not? I can guarantee you that chocolate is one of the best selling items of the past year and probably currently. Chocolate, wine, mm. beer. Yep. Those are probably the big ones, huh? Oh, yeah. I've never had more than one Toblerone in my house at a time. Like the big ones, I usually get a big one for Christmas from the kids. One of my yep. favorites of all time. And then it usually stays in the cupboard. It gets me through most of the year. Sometimes it gets replenished. This year, I went out and bought my own, and I'm pretty sure I have like five or six. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, it's delicious, man. Also, uh, my weakness is Ferrero Rocher, though. Oh, oh I'd yeah. give up life on the sea just to have an infinite supply of the Rocher. <laughs> I only have on one gold tooth anyway, so I may as well use it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was a, it was a good hockey joke from uh, Hockey Night in Canada this week. Haven't heard it in a long time. Um, they had made, uh, Ryan Leslie from Calgary had made a comment about having summer teeth. That's what you reminded me of because pirates have summer teeth. Summer here and summer there. <laughs> summer here and summer not. This is the Shift Podcast. Uh, we broadcast from Vancouver to Toronto and everywhere in between on the AM signal. We cover most of Canada in that range, including we've got Kamloops. We've got Calgary and Edmonton that stretches us into Saskatchewan. Plus then Winnipeg reaches all over that too. Then we get ourselves with Toronto, London, Hamilton booms us everywhere all the way from Pennsylvania. Man, it's fun. And we love your calls. 877-399-9898. Now, everywhere we broadcast, it is officially Friday. Ah, uh, hit it, MacArthur. What the Friday is going on? What? What the Friday is happening? Yeah. Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's Friday. Friday. What the Friday is finally here, and there is one fun little way that we like to kick off officially our Friday. It's when Mr. MacArthur, Judge Shreds himself, gets started. Let's go. Rock. Not to sound like a pirate, because you can't go that low anymore, because my voice is absolutely shot. But instead, we will just remind you that Judge Shreds, every single Mail It In Friday, we like to take one song, Judge Shreds rips it. Then you got to tell us what it is, Judge Treads. What do we got on the docket tonight? What does everybody win? Oh man, you just win the uh, the or you just win the satisfaction of being a winner. So if you you hear the uh, the riff there and you get it oh, all man. right there, oh, it's the riff. Then you just uh, ar the riff. You just play some pirate metal. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you get it right. Um, if you get it wrong, um, your wrong guess may potentially be explored and uh, not criticized, but uh, musically. <laughs> unlocked congratulations if you get it right you get it right if you get it wrong you're a good texter that's what we've got on the line for you with judge shreds and the rock ebuary riftacular right here because remember rocktober is a state of mind brothers and sisters yes it is all right this one's for cammy kepke one two three four
Happy Rock Uanuary, but it's Eight, Rock Epuary. Yeah. and stuff. 877-399-9898. It's the uh, Rock Ebruary. Rock Rebru. Rock Rebruary, Reggie. Um, 877-399-9898. Get your calls in. Who is the song? <laughs> nope. What is the song? Who is the artist? We need a vacation. Oh, my God. Text it in. We'll let you know if you get it right or uh, wrong coming up here uh, in a moment. You're going to do a lot of texting in this segment, by the way. That's beautiful, Maddie. Well done. Thank you. It's um, uh, it's a very inspirational song by a, a, that little old, well, by a, a really wonderful band who may or may not be from Texas. <laughs> okay. We promised because uh, I don't know if you've heard, there is a, a bit of a, an event coming up this weekend. It is a fun event. It is a big event. It is the Gathering of the Superb Owls. A bunch of owls will gather in a field somewhere in America. And in that field, they will fly, they will squawk, they will fight. And one will emerge, the winner of Superb Owl. Halfway through that fight, though, there's going to be an amazing performance by a Canadian named The Weekend. So we thought, we're going to talk about that here in a moment, we thought that it would be fun to look back at all of the halftime performers. Ryan suggested we needed to do a cheeky bleep. Let's get the intro for the cheeky bleep. All right. So uh, what we do is we take a perfectly clean song and we bleep it out one word or two, maybe, and make it cheeky. It's a clean song. It's just a clean version. But we make it cheeky. And look, it's not our fault that you have a ditch for a mind. That You take it to that place. <laughs> that's up. That's on you, my friends. We're just being respectable, kind, delivering good, healthy content on the radio. What you think when this goes through your ear holes to your brain, that's on you. So. You've got to tell us which one is the best. 877-399-9898. Now, Ryan, did you want to do the example of how this works now? How do you want to shape this up? We, you know what? Let's start with the non-Super Bowl ones to warm us up, and then we'll do the actual, you know, battle. You know, okay. it's like this will be the opening act. Okay, cool. All right, so which one do you want to go with? You got to let Matty know there. All right, Matt, if you uh, just look, uh, you'll see the cheeky bleep Ryan, the first one. Oh, so yeah. we'll play the clean version of the song, and then there are two bleeps of that song. So let's hear the clean version. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years. Okay, so there it is. All Star, Smash Mouth, the anthem of my generation. Uh, there are a few millennials that would argue that that song is a rallying cry for us. So uh, let's ruin it for all of them. Uh here is the first cheeky bleep of All Star by Smash Mouth. Somebody once told me the world is gonna rock me. I nice. ain't the sharpest <laughs> yep. tool in the shed. Okay, nice and easy. 
just a nice, simple, great one, you know, laugh, cry. I wouldn't be offended if you cried. I cried a little bit. It was beautiful. But guess what? You might be blown away by the next one here. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't You'll never shine if you don't Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey now. All right. That's a thing of beauty. There you go. There's our warm-up. Okay, so there's a good warm-up. Now, uh, do you want to keep going with rolling with your your version for the Super Bowl, or where, where do you want to go here? No, let's let's hear yours. I want to hear your Super Bowl. You want to hear mine first? Now, I put together three separate songs in hopes that you would go first so I could choose which one was better. Oh. Mm. Okay, so I am going back in the Super Bowl to 2004 is what I'm going back to. Okay. And the reason why I'm going back to 2004 is because Justin Timberlake was in 2004. And so let's do the cheeky version first of Justin Timberlake, Rock Your Body from 2004 Halftime Show. Uh, sorry, do you want the cheeky version first? Or the uh, yeah, I want to do the cheeky JT first. Okay, gotcha. Don't be so quick to walk away. It's me. I want to fuck your body. It's me. It's me. You don't have to admit you. All right, so now, for those who don't know, let's get the original so we can hear how clean it is. All right, so you kind of get the idea what that is. 877-399-9898. You got to decide which one of these you like the best. All right, Ryan, give her. Which one did I like? No, no, you can just play yours now. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Let's hear uh, the... Should I play the clean version first or the bleep? It's up to you, whichever way you want to deliver it. I think if you play the bleep version first, it 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 allows the imagination the space. All right. Well, let's let's try it out that way. Uh, so it'll be the second cle- uh, clip in uh, Cheeky Bleep Super Bowl there, Matt. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, wow. Oh, that is yeah. pretty good. That's, All right, 877-399-9898. Which one uh, do you like the best? Now, we did get a text from Trucker Dan that said, don't choose Katy Perry because that would be too low-picked fruit. Exactly. Okay, so is it Madonna or is it Justin Timberlake? That's your choice. 877-399-9898. Text it in. Now, uh, I'm going to, I thought it would be so perfect because of all the history of halftime shows. Janet Jackson is the one halftime show that everybody <laughs> always brings up. So I thought I would do just for fun. Um, Matt, can you do the cheeky Janet Jackson? I'm a girl to the party, look at that body, shaking that thing like you never did see. Got a nice package, all right, cause I'm gonna have to f*** it tonight. I'm a girl to the party, look at that body, shaking that thing like you never did see. Got a nice package, all right. Four, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. Now, that's that's just the start of the song. It doesn't even get into the whole song. But that was the song that Janet Jackson sang at the end of the performance with Justin Timberlake when there the was wardrobe. 
Yeah, the ep- yeah. epic malfunction of all things. Now, Matt, can you do the clean version of that just so we can show everybody that it's your ditch? It's not. It's your brain, man. You're the dirty-minded one. I'm a girl to the party, look at that body, shaking that thing like you never did see. Got a nice package, all right, cause I'm gonna have to ride it tonight. I'm a girl to the party, look at that body, shaking that thing like you never did see. Got a nice package, all right. Edit. Four, three, two, so. one. So there you go. That's that's what it is. 877-399-9898. It would appear that overwhelmingly Madonna is the winner. Madonna, Diane and Surrey, it's nice. Nipplegate. It's like a three-way tie between Madonna, uh, JT, and the Riftacular February Riftober thing. <laughs> I'm, pretty pl- I'm pretty proud of that Madonna one. That's pretty I, good. I really am. I searched... For way too long to find the perfect song because I was going to do a Black Eyed Peas one, mm-hmm. but it was there was too much chipmunk voice and auto tune in there. Uh, as much as I have like nostalgia for those songs, the, the bleep just didn't fit in because the rest of the song has so many bleeps. You know what I mean? Like little right. sounds like that anyway. Actual bleeps. Actual bleeps. Uh, so, but I'm so glad I stumbled across which that is an amazing song. By the way, I'm all I... I'm all for it. I have a uh, Matt is a big fan of Madonna, so you're always going to win his heart if you choose Madonna. A plus. <laughs> so, but there was one other song that um, it's at the bottom of the list. It is the um, the LG Cheeky. Now, this this one when when I was suggested by Trucker Dan that Katy Perry was the low picked fruit of all this. Nay, nay, my friends, Lady Gaga is the low picked of all the fruit when it comes to the halftime cheeky bleeps. Now, the reason why I don't have a clean version of that, because there are allegations that she actually is swearing in the song on the second verse of that, that Lady Gaga did it. She said it was poker face. There's been a couple of articles written about it. There was some tongue in cheek articles uh, written about it. And it sort of bubbled up again that all this time that Lady Gaga was playing a, a trick on it, which I don't necessarily believe to be the case because it was one of her first couple songs that came out. I mean, it was right after Just Dance. So, but, so that would be the low-picked fruit, by the way, of the cheeky bleeps, just to be clear. All right, Ryan's the winner. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. I wanted this. I wanted this so bad. Because after he the last the one, up. I was like, the last one we did, I thought I did so good, and you came in with that Sean Mendez one that was so unbelievably Stitches. perfect. I, I didn't know if I would top it, so I'm very happy. But now we're tied. We're tied Jasper, in W's. Madonna, Allie, Madonna, Greg the Breadman, Madonna, more than poured in of who the votes are for. All right, well, there it is. I, uh, I, um, I'm waiting till the Electoral College brings in the evidence. Oh. I'm going to... Um, <laughs> I'm going to uh, d- d- dispute this until the last possible opportunity, and um, I'm. I think if Pennsylvania starts the votes coming from Pennsylvania, I could take the title. Eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Okay, so we did have a whole bunch here because we're getting you to text on two different topics at the moment here on the shift. We have the Rockebuary, Rockebu Feb Febrocuary, Rock Febru Feb. <laughs> Actually, yeah, somebody was just like, why aren't you donkeys calling it February? A lot easier to say. I disagree right there. But uh, yeah. Rocky February. 
Rock you ebuary. Thank yeah. you, Matt. And, wh- and why donkeys, right? Maybe it auto-corrected. Oh, it's probably know. like a Gordon Ramsay thing, because he's like, you donkeys! He always says donkeys. Right. Maybe. That's like his his uh, insult. Huh. Among many. Donkeys are cute. They got big ears. Okay, uh, Matt, you played a song here to start us off with our uh, February donkey song. Yes, yes. <laughs> The donkey song. February is not easy to say. Say it with your mouth open wide. February. Also, a fun little hint here uh, a donkey is also an ass. One, two, three, four. Yeah. There it is. All right, Maddie. We got a bunch of texts that came in looking for the song and the artist they've shared. I don't know if we got anything wrong unless somebody thought it was Madonna or nobody seemed to think it was Justin Timberlake, clearly. Yeah. Um, what do we got? Uh, it's pretty much unanimous. I was looking for one person because the only other riff that sounds like this is a song called No Class by Motorhead. But the real, real, real genuine uh, big article is Tush by the rock band ZZ Top. Tush and ZZ Top. There we go. Congratulations. If you texted in, if you texted in, you got it right. Congratulations. You're a winner. If you texted in and got it wrong, congratulations. You're a good texter. All right. Uh, there you go. Wow. Another uh, Rocky Webuary Riftacular in the books. It's the Shift Podcast. It's time for In Case You Missed It. In case you missed it on the radio, here's. Oh, How me. appropriate is that? It's almost cheeky like bleep it, night. It has to be there on the cheeky bleep night, doesn't it? Ding. Yeah, you don't want to even know what I said in there. <laughs> I think I know what you said. I think you said this. Ryan. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> With a very large expletive at the start. <laughs> I uh I definitely really want to get into this one because it is uh the tweet blew up into an amazing nickname that I oh. hope to use past this incident. So we have got a tweet that blew the heck up on Twitter. It's the tweet of the day. A woman was kicked out of a Los Angeles Lakers game this week after getting into an altercation with LeBron James. Interesting choice to pick a fight with, yeah. the world's biggest athlete. Yeah. Now, the v- video, uh, there's a clip here that will explain what happened, but the tweet itself is from LeBron James afterwards, where he said, Yo, courtside Karen was mad. <laughs> courtside Karen courtside Karen it's a brilliant name and you know it's funny one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life is named Karen I have nothing wrong against people who are named Karen but you have to admit that sometimes the evidence is just there that a lot of the people that do this stuff just happen to be named Karen. It's a great nickname. <laughs> it's a funny joke. I hope you can take it. But uh, here's here's just a breakdown 
from Inside Edition of what the heck happened and why she's being called Courtside Karen. The refs even had to stop the game between the Lakers and the Hawks in Atlanta. On social media, the basketball great dubbed her Courtside Karen, and the name has really taken off on social media. Just got kicked out of the game for talking her real name is Juliana Carlos, and she and her husband and two others got the boot. Before the game, she posted video showing her posing courtside wearing a mask. Don't talk to my husband like that! But during the verbal altercation with LeBron, her mask came down. You can hear a security guard talk to her. Once she got kicked out, she was still livid. Listen, let me tell you. LeBron James looked at my husband during the game and cussed him out. And I stood up and I go, don't talk to my husband. Talk to my husband one more time and I will you up. <laughs> she oh is picking a fight there. Yeah. You're not going to win that one. I'm sorry. I want to talk to the LeBron husband. LeBron James. Yeah. Where's the husband in all this, right? <laughs> He's just—he just doesn't he's, care. He's just he's like just has court side. He's just putting his hands up, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not he just—he's court side at a Lakers game. That's like a bucket list. I hate In the COVID. Lakers, but I would do anything to go to a court side Lakers game. And anyway, so you squander that opportunity. And yeah, during COVID, I don't know how much money they paid. Like they're only letting a couple hundred people in the arena court side to watch this stuff. Anyway, it's crazy. Anyway. But LeBron loved this. Well, Carlos was clearly, she was kind of, you know, a little revved up there and a little uh, ready to start tossing fists. LeBron, referring to her on Twitter as Courtside Karen, he said, at the end of the day, I'm happy fans are back in the building. I missed that interaction. I need that interaction. We as players need that interaction. Hmm. Interesting. LeBron I love you. It's fantastic. Courtside Karen is already a contender for one of the best memes of 2021. The stuff on Twitter with it is fantastic. So thank you, Courtside Karen. Uh, you will never be forgotten. Yeah. And you know, you know, it's the worst time to, to mess with LeBron James. When he's angry. When it's. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> I think it actually happened on Tuesday. Oh. I think it was Tuesday's game, so there you go. No wonder. <laughs> you know what? Courtside what? Karen looks like one of those, um, you know, those those shows, those douchey wives of Beverly Hills or whatever. She's a social media influencer. Yeah, is that what she is? She um, is. That's what she does. Yeah. So I typed in courtside, and up the very first selection was courtside Karen husband Instagram. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, he's so much older go. than she is. Yep. Probably yeah, much, well, much older. Yeah, much. Not saying it's a problem, just making a comment. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So moving on. There are many things in life I love. Lego, democracy, and... Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Here it goes. Down to my belly. Down to my belly. Mm -hmm. Scotchy, scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is great. Uh, one of my fondest memories with my dad is taking him to a scotch tasting on Father's Day. It was just an amazing night, and that's where my love for it started. And Shane sent me this story 
Yes. And he, he titled it as Shane's new favorite scotch. This is not your favorite. This is our favorite scotch nice. because I'm freaking out about this. So this is currently sitting at the LCBO, which Liquor uh, Liquor Control Board of Ontario. I or, think that's what it stands for. Or the Lickbo. Right. Um, or Lickbo. So they have been oh, given one of 25 bottles of a new bottle of Black Bowmore DB5 1964. It costs $85,000, but why? Well, it's 1964. Do you know what DB5 stands for? Uh, Aston Martin. Aston Martin DB5. Aston Martin. So not only is this an incredibly beautiful bottle of scotch in terms of the uh let's see how they described it here uh this particular edition was poured out of its cast in 1995 making it a 31 year old whiskey and then stored in neutral containers which won't affect the flavor of the liquid it's bottled at 49.6 percent alcohol but what makes it truly special is that the bar the bottle the bottom of it is an authentic piston from an Aston Martin DB5. How amazing it is, is a, that for real? It's so cool. It's like so, it's really, it's real. It's it's absolutely real. real. Yeah, it's and a it's completely beautiful. real one. It's like a clear glass bottle with the piston as the base, and it it's amazing. You know what it reminds me of? Have you seen airplane furniture? Yeah. If you want it, like this is my dream library here fireplace books dark wood amazingness leather chairs made out of the aluminum from recycled aluminum from airplanes with the rivets and stuff you can get all those things yep. you can get a table that is made uh, of a wing or um, an aileron of an airplane they skin the top off they polish it all up they put glass on it god Makes you want to smoke a cigar just talking about it. Yeah, this is something you have with cigar. And the timing of this is perfect because Laura, my partner, has never watched a James Bond film ever. Oh, you know know what that's your cue for to do in in your relationship? If she's never watched... Start watching. No. This is a gate. This is a gateway. Hasn't seen Star Wars ever, but guess what? I've done shown her almost every single Star Wars movie, but they have never seen James Bond. So I saw this headline today, and I said, "Okay." I after looking at this and thinking about drinking that, which obviously I never will because it's an eighty-five thousand dollar bottle of scotch. That's terrible goal setting, by the way. I, Negative attitude, young man. I'm just being a realist. I bought new scotch the other day, though. So I, you're gonna own. You're gonna be so freaking rich and successful in your life. You're gonna be buying eighty five thousand dollars scotch. You're gonna have a sip, and then you're gonna give it away. That's how rich you're gonna be one day. Yeah, you're gonna Finger, like buy, fingers crossed. You're gonna buy two bottles and forget one. that you own one. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would, uh, I would buy this bottle of scotch and then take the piston out of it and then put it on a real Aston Martin DB five. That's my rich person move there. One day. <laughs> Uh, but I asked Laura, I said, can we watch Casino Royale together? And, you know, I I think that's the best entry James Bond film because it shows that James Bond is more than just gadgets, girls, guns. There are like some of these films have insanely cool themes and ideas behind them. And Laura is a sucker for good movies. So and they have agreed. So over Zoom tomorrow. Oh, yeah. 
James Bond time. Anyway, moving on, because uh, another thing I can nerd out about is a video game, <laughs> as I often do. But this video game is cool. I have put a collective, this series is called Total War. They make real-time strategy games where you control literally thousands of of little guys and you fight battles. So it's like you're controlling an army. So my favorite one is Shogun 2, where you control samurai. But there's also Total War Warhammer, which is the fantasy game created by Games Workshop, which has been around for decades. And they have Total War 1, Total War Hammer 2. And now, listen to this trailer, this this thrilling trailer, because it's wild. This is the trailer for Total War Warhammer 3. My child, there is so much to tell you, and I have run out of time. The sacrifice I made was not enough. The dark gods still feed on our transgressions. Corruption. To control a giant army of dwarves and attack a giant army of nightmare-fueled orcs and monsters, because I certainly am. It's coming out this year, 2021, baby. I cannot wait. Me and my buddy are going to binge this stuff. Uh, you get to seriously control all these armies. They're fantastic. Uh, if you you know like that strategy, which is where the fun for the game comes for me is you know you're outnumbered two to one but you're like ooh, i can hide my horses in this forest and then when they attack they can flank you have like epic lord of the rings moments when you play these games people check them out i'm very excited it's coming soon it's coming wow i think that you know what we what would be fun you just gave me an idea since we did the uh, are you okay's being pirate voices today all these big voice uh, trailers that we run. Mm-hmm. Now, here's your next video game. I think Ryan should revoice them as a pirate. Oh, I can do one. I'll do it. Right. Yar. Right. As a pirate. Thanks for listening to the Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.